0: You're listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast, a podcast all about noteworthy night owls. Join us each episode as we highlight WGU Alumni and share ways to help you stay engaged. Here now is the WGU Alumni Podcast.
1: Jen Hatmaker is the New York Times bestselling author of For the Love and Fierce, Free and Full of Fire, along with 12 other books. In addition to starring in the popular series My Big Family Renovation on HGTV, Jen also hosts the award-winning For the Love podcast, is the delighted curator of the Jen Hatmaker Book Club and leader of a tightly knit online community where she reaches millions of people each week. Jen is a co-founder of Legacy Collective, a giving community that grants millions of dollars towards sustainable projects around the world. She is a mom to five kids and lives happily just outside Austin, Texas, in a 1908 farmhouse with questionable plumbing. Most recently, she was the keynote speaker at WGU's Spring Virtual Commencement. Welcome to the podcast, Jen Hatmaker. Yay, thanks for having me. Great to see you guys again. It's great to see you too. Jeff and I have been wanting to catch up with you again. We had such a great time working with you.
0: It was so, so awesome to connect with you here a couple of months ago. It feels like just yesterday, but that was a couple of months ago. Was it not that you were out here inspiring our graduates?
2: I don't know about that, but it was a couple of months ago. and. My first kind of trip in a long time, and it felt amazing, and I couldn't have picked um, a better group of people or a better place to kind of get back in the saddle a little bit. It was so fun, you guys. Well, we were so glad to have you here, and
1: I don't know if you realized this at the time, but you spoke at our largest virtual commencement today. In fact, our largest commencement ever, including in-person and virtual, and I see that you have a little bit of a social media presence. When you announced that you would be speaking at WGU's commencement, the reaction was phenomenal from your fans. It was so great to see so many of your followers talking about their WGU experience. Now,
2: did that response surprise you? I had no idea. I learned about WGU from you guys when you first reached out and we started working together. So that was my first introduction. I had no idea how many... Women in my online community, if you will, also either were attending WGU or they graduated from there or their kid was there or their husband was there. It was, I was shocked, tons and tons. And then it was really exciting to kind of watch the women rally around each other in the comments saying, you know, oh, I did that. I got my degree when I was 42 from there. And then other people saying, you did? And they're like, yeah, you could too. It was like this contagious effect of possibility for women to get their degrees in the middle of life. Yes.
1: Love the championing women, championing other women for sure. Yeah.
0: Great stuff. So uh, anything else stand out to you about, uh, you know, the WGU graduate and who you were speaking with that day? Mm.
2: Yeah, I was so moved and inspired by the the average demographic of a typical WGU student, because they're essentially just like me. Most of them are, of course, women, a lot of moms. I, am I getting this right? That The average age is 38. Do mm-hmm. I have that right? Yeah, Over. so I'm just north of that. But women in their 30s and 40s and 50s even, and men, of course, going back to school Oh, virtually all while while working another full-time job somewhere. Right. That percentage was like almost at the 90% mark, was just incredible. Like that is, I told you guys this when we first started talking, but that's just in my wheelhouse. I love the possibility of reinvention, of starting something new, of finishing something old, way past the due date that we were handed when we were kids. I was so happy to cheer on those graduates knowing what it cost them to get that degree while they were working and probably parenting and partnering and living this really, really busy life kind of here in the middle of it and still to go back and get their degrees in a short amount of time, shorter amount of time typically than they would have gotten somewhere else. Just incredible. It's absolutely yeah, yeah. incredible. And now in a pandemic, no less. <laughs> oh my gosh, in a pandemic. I cannot believe I forgot to add that on what in the world. So, I mean, not only did they finish that final year online in a pandemic, but they're probably helping their kids do online school too, even if it's kindergarten. And so that added layer of work and oversight that most people were probably required to handle plus school, forget it. Stop it. It's incredible.
1: I have talked about with Jeff, and I, we even, I think, talked about it when you were here in Salt Lake City about, I, as an a, adult woman, I can barely get myself up and going in the morning and get out the door if I need to be, or you know, get into my office down the hall for work. But I can't say enough how much just, I'm so proud and so inspired by all these women and men and these families that have come together to support each other, be there for each other. Praise the teachers. You mentioned this in your speech, but it's like, I just, I, I can't even imagine being in that role of mom, spouse, partner, you know, trying to be an employee, maybe you're taking care of a, an elderly parent, you know, there's all kinds of uh, situations, scenarios that people have been going through. And this is one more thing, adding, going back to school and, uh, just having, so many men and women that have done this is just truly incredible to us. For those who didn't get to hear your keynote speech, a uh, side note, you can go to wgu.edu slash virtual, or you can also go to WGU's YouTube channel to watch Jen's speech. You mentioned that your mom was a teacher and you became mm-hmm. a teacher as well. So obviously yeah. education means a lot to you.
2: Yep. Yeah. And it's a, it's a double down on the story really, because my mom actually went back and got her degree. When I was in high school and my siblings were in middle and elementary school, so she very much exemplified a typical WGU student who was getting a a different degree or a second degree, you know, in her upper thirties and early forties. So not only did I get to watch her pull that off while raising four kids and working full time, so super similar, but then I really got to watch her come to life in the classroom. Um, My mom was a teacher for probably a decade, and then moved into high school administration. She was an assistant principal at my kid's high school, which believe me, if you think I exploited that relationship, you are correct. <laughs> I was going to say,
0: um, I like we could have a few stories there, Jen.
2: <laughs> oh, listen, I absolutely played that card every chance I could and needed um, to. In fact, she retired the year before Caleb, my 19-year-old, was going to be a freshman. And I was like, mom, this is the one I really needed you there for. Like, you know, this is this is kid is going to struggle and he needs an insider. But she was like, no, forget it. My retirement waits (laughs) for no one. That's it. Not even my grandson. He's so ornery. So, you know, I watched my mom do that really, of course, meaningful work. And I studied education too. So I taught elementary school and it's, it's interesting for me now because I'm not still a teacher in the classroom, but I'm still a teacher. I just teach differently and I teach different people and I teach different subjects. And so, so much of that is ingrained in who I am and what's meaningful to me and matters. And so, I am long on record as being a huge fan of teachers. Huge. I am so proud of the work that they do that goes under recognized and underpaid and under resourced. And yet, they do it day in and day out. They're the best.
0: I love that, Jen. And I, I completely agree with you. I think you are a phenomenal teacher, even to this day, like your ability to move people, your ability to be a storyteller. Every time we've talked to you over the past couple of months, I mean, it's just uh, infectious, right? Your your optimism and your your happiness and everything. So you.
2: That's, kudo, a nice thing to say.
0: that's awesome. Um, I want to return back to something you were talking about just a second ago, and you referenced this, but about 70% of our graduates are women. Hmm. So t- t- kind of a two-part question for you. I'm curious why you think we're seeing this trend, why seven Mm -hmm. out of 10 are women. And secondly, what does this mean to you personally?
2: I love it. It's so exciting to watch. And I think probably there are a lot of factors. My guess is that women, more than men probably, either set their careers aside for motherhood back in the day, or in a a lot of ways kind of supported their partner as their partner sort of kind of came up through the ranks and through school and career and building that portion of life. Um, That's just kind of the narrative that most of us were handed. I mean, I'm 46 and that was always the story that I just assumed was the default story that one way or another, the women will figure out a way to keep the family wheels on and anything else that fits in is just like bonus or optional. And so I think what we see now with women going back to school is we're just seeing that a kind of a, a new ethos of being a woman, a new generation of possibility of capability. Women are dreaming. I mean, they're, they're dreaming new dreams and they're dreaming big dreams. And for some of them, it's the first time and they've just decided this is it. Like, this is my one life I'm halfway through. And you know, it's, it's now's the time. And so it's really exciting because, you know, our daughters are watching this. Yeah, I have two daughters, 21 and 15, and they're watching their mom's generation come to life in new ways that maybe even they haven't seen before. And so how exciting to be a part of a community getting to set an example like that. And so I believe in women so much. And I just don't think there's a single thing that we are not brilliant at. And so just watching all these women just cross the finish line here with their degrees and with their new confidence and their credentials and their vision for their life is just thrilling. And I'm so happy that WGU is such an incredible portal for women to make that happen in their lives. Speaking of phenomenal women
1: who are making things happen in their lives, making dreams come true, helping others fulfill dreams. I'm going to turn the tables on you a little bit, Jen. You are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're doing all the things. You're raising a family, going on fabulous trips, I might add, um, even if you have some passport issues, which I'm thankfully <laughs> I was following your social media and that was all taken oh, care of. But you have, I don't know how many shows, including your podcast. You just completed production on a new
2: cookbook. What do you do for you? <laughs> oh gosh, I know, right? I have always been a person who loves work. I I'm just a worker. It, hopefully in the best sense of the term. I love what I do and I can't really believe that I it's a job. And so I do, I do work a lot. I do work hard, but I love it so much. But for me, parts of work are for me too. I am very fulfilled by what I do. And my community is so loyal and generous. It's just this constant, just cycle of uh, love and support and encouragement, inspiration. So work in itself to me is a real emotional boost, but my life force is my family and my friends, my entire family. Lives here in Austin. My parents, all my siblings, their spouses, their kids, we're all right here. And then my little best friend group, which we were talking about before we started recording, <laughs> two of us live on this street. Um, my friend Megan lives 100 feet from my doorstep. And the other two, Jenny and Shauna, live 0.1 mile that way on the same street. I love and it. And so we are literal neighbors and we, apparently now we have scooters that we yeah. ride together and we have a golf cart that we just share. So my friend and, and, we're, and my family, by the way, we're really, really close. I'm really close. I'm the oldest of four kids. So it's, I've got my two sisters and then my brother. And so and my brother lives four minutes away. So we just are together a lot. It's not like always interesting or exciting, but we're just together a lot. And so that for me is what makes everything work are my people. Mm. And they matter the most to me in all the world. And so even if my incredible work went away, which I hope it doesn't, but even if it did, what I have in my people is enough for me forever, for sure.
1: Oh gosh. I just, I I know you have something to say, Jeff, but I have to interrupt for a second because it's like, I'm picturing like friends, the show on steroids where everybody's yeah. just in each other's homes. Always. Hey, I need some sugar. Hey, let's Always. borrow your, you know, shovel, whatever. <laughs>
2: and it just seems so great. It to is like to have that. that. It, it is like that. My friend Megan, who lives right here, just last month, I get a text and she's like, uh, just so you know, um, Remy, that's my youngest daughter. Remy's down here eating pancakes. I'm like, I'm like, she just came in. She's like, "Yeah," and I said, "Well, were you already making pancakes?" No, she asked for them, so I made them. I'm like, "Well, <laughs> thanks for feeding Remy pancakes." I and mean, it's like, that. "We know where everybody's silverware drawers are. We know how to cook in each other's pans. It's just like this. It's right. like a commune." And I love it's so the most fun.
1: It takes me back to my childhood, where the neighborhood that I lived in, we I grew up in a town of 800 people in rural Arkansas, and you did. You just went into your neighbor's houses across the street. And, you know, there were a couple of kids that were my age that my sister and I played with, but we would just go up to Vales or across to Seda and Dons and, you know, just helped ourselves to whatever. And their kids did the same at our house. And I love that. So that actually brings back some great memories and hope for the future that more of these communes
2: will take place. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I love that. And you can make that community wherever you are. I'm in the city of 2 million and we just decided to run us Run the traps really small and get everybody as concentrated as we could, and you can still build that sort of gorgeous community even in a big place. Love it. For sure,
0: that's really cool. Now you had me a pancakes. I gotta go back here for (laughs) a second because Sarah mentioned one of the things that you're doing is the cookbook. So I want to hear a little bit more about the cookbook. Tell us about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, that I'm flexing a whole new muscle here. You know, I'm a writer. And I've written a few books, but I've never written a cookbook. It's a completely (laughs) different genre from my typical work. And so, but I love food and I love cooking. And I've been saying for about six years that I would love to do something with food. I enjoy cooking as much as I enjoy writing about food. So being a food writer has always just been like a tickle in my brain. And so finally, I was just like, well, why not? Just why not? And so I just finished it and we just finished the photo shoot here at the house last week. And it was just, I I cannot remember having a better time. I like to write food recipes and it's long and it's absurd and it's ridiculous and it's funny. And so it was a creative endeavor that was new. And so it was just, I loved the challenge And I just love the energy of it. This has been a hard year for everybody Mm -hmm. and certainly for me. Um, Had a really, really hard year. And just serendipitously, the big project on my plate this year was this cookbook. And so it required no emotional heavy lifting for me at all. I'm not writing about female empowerment and writing all the injustices of the world. I'm just like writing about short ribs. You know what I mean? And so just cooking and feeding everybody, it was just pure pleasure. So I have said, and I mean this sincerely, if not one person buys this cookbook, the project was still worth it because it it nourished me. It was right on time and right when I needed it. But also everybody does have to buy it. So yes, well, we're gonna buy time. it say so
0: you just sold two right yeah. here, Jen. so yeah.
2: But
1: the deal is that the next time I'm, I'm in Austin or you're here, that you sign it. It's got to be to your best friend, Sarah, and all the good things that you don't
2: know how you lived your life without me before Yeah, Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You just dictate it to me and I will write it exactly as demanded. <laughs> I promise.
0: I love that. So I, I'm curious for our listeners, when will this cookbook be uh, out? Where Where can people find it?
2: Cookbooks are slow, man. Because they're four color and it's a big artistic production. So it comes out next September of 2020. It's so fun. It's so beautiful. My photographer is Mackenzie. McKellie and she's just right here. She's local. And she and her crew have done such an incredible job on it. Next September. I mean, my gosh. I will have forgotten what I even said. (laughs) But we're going to fire up the engines then.
1: Absolutely. And for our listeners who want to keep up with you and watch for updates on the cookbook or anything else, where can they find you on social media?
2: I'm Jen Hatmaker everywhere, and there's just only one. I mean, it's such a weird name. And so that's what I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And and I've got JenHatmaker.com if you want anything over there. Perfect.
0: Cool. Jen, this has been so great. We've loved catching up with you you were so gracious and continue to be gracious with your time and your talents, uh, not only at our commencement, but also the alumni celebration and also here on the podcast today, as we start to wrap the episode, I, I want to know, are you down for a little lightning round of questions? Are you, are you totally game. game for this? I'm game. Okay. I hope we don't, you know, I hope we don't throw anything here. That's going <laughs> to be crazy, but
2: I'm going coming
0: at me. All right. I'm going to start. So, Um, Jen, what is your favorite podcast other than the WG Alumni podcast, of course?
2: Obviously, that would be first. And if I had to pick a second, my favorite podcast right now is Smartless. And it is hilarious. Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. So I love funny. Comedy is my favorite thing. And so these are three of the funniest men on the planet. So I I don't actually think I've ever missed an episode.
0: Okay. Okay. Will Arnett, does he not have the greatest voice Like, I'd put him up there with Morgan Freeman.
2: Honestly, like he was just born to be a voiceover guy. He was born to give voice to animation. He is, that voice is unmistakable. I don't know if you ever watched Arrested Development.
0: Um, That was my first
2: introduction to Will Arnett as Job, and I've loved him ever since. All right, I'm going to get us back to the lightning round. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, what's that? Yep, I'm not helpful (laughs) here. Latest book you've just read. Hmm. I just finished a book called all adults here and it was fantastic. I had it in my book club. I think I've got it back here. It's by Emma Straub. She is a fantastic writer. All right. Adding it to my list.
0: Jen, what's your favorite food?
2: Sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Joey from friends. like. I, I know. I wish I, I wish I could do better. I just <laughs> love sandwiches. Hey. I eat them every single day.
1: You love what you love and I say enjoy it.
2: Go for it. So, yeah.
1: all right. Follow-up question from earlier in the podcast. What is your favorite recipe from your new cookbook?
2: mm mm-mm. God, that's really hard. <laughs> it's like, I am going to pick my favorite kid. Let's see. I so many, many, many that I love. One recipe that is absolutely delicious, it is a home run, is grilled shrimp over coconut mango rice with hot honey and it is just it's a summer home it is a summer hit delicious I like really hot food and so um, it's going to be really important that everybody ups their spice level when they decide to cook my recipes that's just it's just how it is good to know
1: and it's almost lunchtime here so I'm starting to salivate a little bit because I am hungry but that
2: sounds amazing so it counts
0: sounds good all right favorite family game or activity
2: Oh, Spades. We play a lot. And it's cutthroat up in here. Like, our family probably shouldn't play competitive games because we are so brutal. Brutal. And yet here we are, Spades, all the time. Love it.
0: Jen, what's your favorite movie of all time?
2: Notting Hill. It's like an oldie but a goodie from probably the early 90s with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Oh, I've seen it a hundred times.
1: I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Oh my gosh. You're going to get me. So. Best movie. <laughs> All right. Last question. What is your jam song that gets you up, motivated, moving, gets you going?
2: Oh yes. I have a lot of those. My favorite one right now is one that me and my girlfriends blare out when we're driving the golf cart around our little town. Uh-huh it's Maren Morris, all my favorite people. And it is so fun. It's a girl anthem and I'm with my favorite people and we know every word by heart. And so on any given evening in Buda, Texas, you can find four middle-aged moms (laughs) on a golf cart belting out Maren Morris. It's a real sight to behold.
1: Now, I have to know, is this on a jam box on the golf cart? Is this on
2: a phone, on a Bluetooth No, oh, no, we're speaker? fancy. We have like Bluetooth speakers we installed on our nice. golf cart, and we have our golf cart playlist. We actually have more than one. depends on our mood. If What's our mood? We play our <laughs> golf cart playlist, and we sing it all, and we're obnoxious. And I know, I know. It's not like I, I don't th- know.
1: That you own it and you love it. And I, I love it. And I'm going to I, the first time. And I talked about this on a previous podcast when we were teasing that you were going to be on our podcast, Jen, I talked about the first time that we met with you and talked with you on video chat to talk about you coming to speak at our commencement that I kind of just kind of babbled around and said, I wanted to come live with you and move in because <laughs> it sounded so great. You have not done anything to dissuade me from Going through with my plan to come move in with you and your family in
2: Texas. So I hope that's okay. Yeah, so it's still on the table, is what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. There's a
0: few people moving to Austin these days, is there not? I tell you. Oh, 140
2: people a day and they're all on I-35. Every <laughs> one of them. The
1: ones that aren't on I-35 are coming here to jack up the housing uh prices okay. here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Jen. Again, thank you for joining us. This has been a treat for us. Great to see you again. And we'd love to give you, uh, as our guest, the final word on the podcast. So, anything you want to say as we go out the door today?
2: First of all, thanks for having me, you guys. It's really good to see you again. I think I just want to say to your students and their families who are listening that I'm just really proud and that. You 100% deserve this investment you are making in yourself. Um, No matter what mean voice is in your head telling you that the timing is bad or you have too many responsibilities or this is selfish or whatever that mean lying voice is saying in your head, but this is an incredible investment in yourself and it's going to be really exciting to see what you do next. And so just keep your foot on the gas and dream huge. And it'll just be exciting to see class after class graduate from WGU and just set the world ablaze. It's exciting. Well, thank you for those
1: words, Jen. And I would reiterate that if folks didn't get to hear you um, at our spring virtual commencement, go to our website, wgu.edu slash virtual or to our YouTube channel. Listen to that speech because it was inspiring me. And I, I'm not even a, a student or a graduate from WGU, but maybe soon it was inspiring me. You. Your words inspired me, and Jeff and I have talked nonstop about having you come on the podcast. And this has been a true delight, highlight of my day so far, and probably the rest of the week. It's
2: going to be the That's highlight. That's nice. Thank you.
1: Now I'm hungrier than I was after
2: talking yeah. about the food and the yep. cookbook. So. Sorry about the shrimp and the hot honey.
1: <laughs> I think it's the hot honey that got me actually. It's I'm so like, that good. I actually, can't even. I never would have thought to put that on there. So. I know. Well, thank you. And Absolutely. We will see you again soon. All right, you guys.
0: Peace. Thanks, Jen.
1: Thank you for listening to the WGU Alumni Podcast. To learn more about WGU Alumni and Commencement, visit wgu.edu slash alumni. To learn more about anything you heard on this episode or to hear past episodes, visit wgu.edu slash podcast. This podcast was produced by the WGU Alumni Relations Department. Special thanks to producer Bethany Tucker from the WGU Production Studio. And thank you to our WGU Alumni Network, now more than 200,000 strong and growing.